open letter to the Prime Minister calling for more ambitious climate targets. In the letter, the doctors and medical colleges said the government's plan to cut Australia's greenhouse gas emissions should include policies that accelerate the transition to renewable energy and acknowledge its health benefits. Australian Medical Association President Omar Khalshid told the ABC science shows the planet is warming. This climate emergency is a health emergency. There are health impacts of climate change right now being experienced around the world, including here in Australia. Uh, and that's only going to get worse as we see uh, the increase in global temperatures that is now inevitable. China has declared Australia's high-level quad grouping with the US, India and Japan as doomed to fail ahead of Scott Morrison's meeting with counterparts. The Prime Minister will visit Washington DC next week for his first American trip since Joe Biden took office. The trip will include the first face-to-face -face meeting of Quad leaders, including the US President, Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Japan's Yoshihida Suga. Quad nations have been seeking to enhance cooperation to push back against China's growing assertiveness. The Chinese Foreign Ministry says the group should not target a third party or undermine other countries' interests. Indigenous approaches to water management will be the driver in a new research hub currently underway at a major regional university. Charles Sturt University has been selected for the scheme and over $3.5 million has been invested for research into the next generation water engineering and river management hub. Professor Lee Baumgartner is leading the scheme and told National Radio News the hub will develop solutions to issues currently facing waterways and will explore Indigenous inclusion. There is a very serious opportunity for that to happen in our hub. We've got our School of Indigenous Australian Studies, which is operating out of Dubbo, which will be involved in a in a uh, in one of the hub activities. And we've, we're going to have a whole component of the hub devoted entirely to traditional owners. Australia's fashion industry is banding together in support of refugees fleeing war-torn Afghanistan. A consortium of Australian designers are promising jobs in the sector for migrants. The group has written to Prime Minister Scott Morrison to increase the country's humanitarian intake. CEO of the social outfit Camilla Shipper told RN the industry stands ready to support refugees from Afghanistan to build safe and fulfilling lives in Australia. In the letter to the Prime Minister, these mm -hmm. companies, including Witchery, are saying, you know, we want you to do more, and on our part, we are committed to do more as well. Turning to sport and in the AFL, Melbourne veteran Nathan Jones has told his Demons teammates he is retiring after leaving the club's base in Perth to be at the birth of his twins. The hard luck story of the Demons' first grand final since 2000, Jones is calling it quits after 302 games. The 33-year-old has not featured in the Demons' senior lineup since round 15 when he was an unused sub and was extremely unlikely to be recalled for the decider against the Western Bulldogs. Due to Western Australia's border restrictions, it would have been impossible for him to return for the grand final Saturday week. National Radio News, produced by Charles Sturt University, the Community Radio Network and supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. Now for the latest weather on a live 90.5. It's four minutes past three here on a live 90.5, and currently it is 17 degrees. It hasn't warmed up much, and I don't think it's going to for the rest of the day. Looks like today is going to be a 
mostly sunny day, a bit cloudy, tops of 18 degrees. Tomorrow, same thing, tops of 18, those showers easing. And Friday, tops of 22 degrees with a sunny day. And now, on Alive 90.5, here's the latest traffic information. It's now school zone time on Alive 90.5. Please take care. It's... Wait, what? You'll see the business insights with Mario and Matt here on Alive 90.5, your sound, your community. And thank you for catching Lyle for being our guest uh, first hour of this awesome radio talk show with uh, Matt and Mario. Matt, would you like to introduce our second guest? Absolutely. And thank so you, Matt. And now let's go back to Mario. <laughs> we, all, we all want to hear your voice, Mario, yes. So the next guest is someone that I'm very blessed to know and very lucky to be working with. His name is Keith Saggers and he has a very extensive background and quite a story. And we're going to hear from him. Keith, how are you today? I'm very good, Matt, and it's nice to hear your voice on the radio for the first time for me. So this is a, a first for me and uh, looking forward to sharing some thoughts with you as well, mate. So you go ahead and uh, let's see where it takes us. That sounds good. It sounds good. And so, Keith, I mean, I know who you are, though. I would love for everyone else to know who is Keith Saggers and what brought him to yes. the position that he's in. Who is the Keith? <laughs> yes, who is Keith Saggers? Well, look, very quickly, I'll give you a little... Uh, a little brief bio. Um, I'm a West Australian from a very small farming community and township in Western Australia. Uh, I have a twin sister and we grew up in that little town uh, as country kids. Uh, you know, great little lifestyle, no shoes, lots of freedom, no doors were locked. And, uh, you know, it was a healthy lifestyle for our for our, both our minds and our bodies. And, of course, we enjoyed ourselves playing a lot of sport. Then we moved to the city and um, stayed with our grandparents for a little while where something quite exceptional happened. Uh, my grandfather was an extraordinary man. Um, he was a part of a family of 14 kids um, from Victoria. 14 His father kids. was 14 children and um, he was born in 1895 and his father was a school teacher and originally from uh, England. So they traveled around Victoria and had lots of children, and my grandfather was one of them. And at the, about the age of 14, he decided that uh, he didn't, he wasn't really into schoolwork, even though his dad was a school teacher, and he had the chance to become a, a rookie, uh, what they called pack horse drover in those days, where people basically moved cattle from one side of Australia to the other. Uh, even though the railway had sort of come about, they were still moving thousands of head of cattle. Uh, across the, particularly the Australian outback and the uh, area which we know as the Nullarbor Plains. So he told me many stories, and my twin sister, stories that were about survival instinct and the skills and uh, the will to succeed and never give up and all the characteristics that we think of when we think of uh, the Australian character. Uh, regardless of your ethnicity, we're all Australians. And we all um, tap into things like being tenacious, uh, having a sort of like a um, indomitable spirit to succeed and not mm. get uh, bogged down. So he told me stories what it was like to work with a thousand head of cattle with a group of 25 uh, men and there were some women and um, took a year to cross from one side to the other and 
<laughs> the big thing was that uh, they only got paid on every surviving head of cattle. So they took a thousand head, and the the mission was to arrive with a thousand head of cattle. But Matt, what was interesting, and Mario, what was interesting about that story was that it was all about improvising, living on the edge, mm. being in a perpetual state of readiness, uh, adapting, surviving, persevering, and never giving up, which of course is what we we think is the true blue Aussie character. So um, he called it the pioneering principle, where people who go where no man's been before a woman and doing what no one else is really doing, and that's what he did every day. And even when he retired, he still thought every day was a pioneering exercise because after all said and done, obviously, you've never been in that day before. It's the first time you've inhabited a particular day, like tomorrow will be the first day that we've ever inhabited it. So it's a case of pioneering. So can I ask ask a question just on that? So, Keith, out of curiosity, now growing up, and obviously very different Upbringings, like you mentioned, no shoes, no locked doors, and all yeah. that stuff. That's, I think, a very yeah. key distinction to make. Though, yeah. if I reflect on my, like, like me being young, listening to yeah. grandparents was the last thing I would do. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> so, for, <laughs> and I, and I say that out of, um, like, in a way, admiration. So, from a young age, you were not only hearing these stories, but actually taking them on board. Yes. From yeah, how? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah. Absolutely. From, from what age were you hearing these stories of the pioneering from, principle? Uh, really, from the age of six years of age. Yeah, uh, that's wow. The sort of like that's when you, you you know cognitively you begin to realise something being said to you that it doesn't always resonate with everyone. I think it resonated very much with me because I used to go off exploring as my, on my own, even though I was you know had a lot of mates in the in the little town of six hundred people, but. We owned a farm, and we owned on the farm, a, a, there was like a little mountain hill, and we owned half of it. So I used to go on my own exploring it. At the bottom of it, Matt, was a riverbed, and I used to run along the riverbed um, when it was full, when it was nearly empty, just to test myself whether I could run from rock to rock without looking, but without, just by sheer instinct, and whether I'd fall and slip. And I, 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 I can actually tell you, I, I managed to do that every time without falling. And I just trusted my feet to find a rock when the rock mm, was there. Such and a philosophy. I'm sorry, Kate, to interrupt yeah. you, but, you know, yeah. I, I was reading your bio and, you know, yeah. I'm always amazed with the, with the quality of people, Matt and you. Yeah. Sorry, knowing, you know, right now. Yeah. My English, yeah. no habla good. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, what I'm admiring in people, it's simplicity of explaining the life. And wh- where you got the points with me, which it doesn't doesn't necessarily represent nothing, you know, I mean, I'm the Mr. Nobody, but speaking from beginning, you know, being barefoot, growing up in a small village, you know, without current prim- premier Mark McGowan and all these things. But the thing it is, you know, your way of describing your childhood, you know, capture my my uh, my my attention and i'm very grateful that you're today with us because i know there's a more for kate you know about kate than just you know growing up in a small village with a sister and exploring pioneering your father and everything else so very t- i'm very thankful that you're today with us here oh well thank you to young matt because uh, we're very lucky to have met each other yeah. we've known each other now for nearly two and a half years and it's a privilege to know matthew and i uh, very strong very strong advocate for Matt and what he stands for, and he's uh, 
his life and journey represents a lot of things that I've been through, obviously at an older age. Um, you know, I, I, uh, the simplicity of life, it's, it's so simple. You know, life is the ABC. I call it the ABC, it's like this. You need air, to, without air you can't be, you can't breathe, so it's AB. And the C is continue. So you have to have air, you breathe, you continue. If you don't have those three things, you're dead. Um, and that's mm. how simple life is. I've learned that, uh, Mario, thank you for, for your compliments. I really appreciate your insight in saying that because uh, I share a lot of these things with, with Maddie that uh, we overcomplicate life. Um, and whether that's because of modern day thinking, I don't know what it is. But I know that by doing a lot of martial arts and doing a lot of uh, life performance, life coaching as I do, for me it's just the simplicity of it. Um, just thinking about what you just said from a moment ago about the weather today, I was listening to your weather report, Maddie, and you know there's a clouds in the sky and there's a chill in the air. I quite enjoy feeling that chill in the air as I will when the sun is quite warm on my skin again. That just reminds me that I'm lucky to be here today. It's a gift to be alive every day, whether we're facing adversity, difficulties or whatever. When I was a little boy at the age of 12, uh, Mario, there was a, outside the town, two miles outside the town, there was a cemetery where quite a few of my relatives had been buried. And, but it was a big cemetery. And then ironically, next to the cemetery, not more than a hundred meters away behind trees was an old disused dam where all the kids like myself at 12, we would sneak out after school and ride our bikes and get down there. And we had built canoes out of corrugated iron with tar to seal them. And we would float them on the dam, pretending, of course, that we were on the Congo. Um, but unfortunately, we used to play a game called How Far Can You Swim Underwater? And um, we took it in turns. I was the last one to have a go at it. But the boys, we had two canoes and the other guys were out on the canoes sitting in the middle of the of the dam, you know, playing sort of like pirate fights. And they took no notice of me. So I took no notice. And I, I just took a big deep breath and under I went thinking I was going to go pretty far, actually. I felt pretty good. Mm. I got halfway and I came up. Unfortunately, my head hit the bottom of a corrugated iron canoe. So I went back down. They gave me a bit of a shock. Then I came back up thinking, oh, well, you know, they won't be there. Surely they've moved on. No, they were still there. Bang. Two hits on the head. Now I've got no real idea where they are because the, the water in the dam was a, a brown, slushy, muddy soup. Oh. And um, so I couldn't even take a breath. So I went down again. And at that point, panic had left my body. A bit like what was happening on Survivor SAS last night with the guys who caught up in the... Um, trying to squeeze through that long pipe. You just get to a point where you give in to the panic and let it go because it doesn't serve a purpose. And I knew that at the age of 12. And then I entered a state of a surrender. I surrendered to it. What do you mean and surrender? Then, do, you, do you mind yes, just explain that word? Yes, surrender? I surrendered to the fact that I may not actually get back to the surface. I may actually drown. So you accepted death at 12 years old? Oh, yes. Yep, absolutely. That's, yep. That's, that's I don't know badass. why. Yeah, I just knew that, yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, Matt and I talk about that often. It's called intuition. I think it's uh, there's some primordial thing inside you that knows you can continue to hold your breath, but you think you can't. So, Murray, what happens is the conscious mind panics 
and the conscious mind convinces you that you can't hold your breath. But your subconscious primordial brain that knows survival means you must hold your breath kicks in. And it's the transcendental feeling of going from conscious panic to unconscious surrender. And then I just let my arms do what they needed to do. And I just found I was sort of kind of swimming away and then swimming up. Um, then suddenly, as I was close to the surface, the blue sky was starting to come through the brown water and I just resurfaced. You saw the and light. all the guys. Yeah, I survived. I survived death. And I can imagine as soon as you came up above the water, you were just like just taking in as much air as possible and i've heard this story before though keith every time i hear it it's like i've heard it for the first time though it always stands out to me and it's a massive reminder for me the importance of our breath and how you just simplify life down to the abcs your air you, t- you have air you breathe and you continue without that yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. dead uh, yeah. I, I mean it's it sounds so simple because it is and you know what's a good point about that, uh, Matt, is that we're all living in the the shadow pandemic right now with high anxiety and stress, and our breathing has dropped. You'll find that people's breathing patterns are very shallow, only from the chest. They're not breathing from the diaphragm, in other words, their belly, and they're actually feeling the body's tense. And as they get tense, the anxiety increases. So they're not taking quality breaths. We take twenty thousand breaths. In an average person, in an average 24-hour cycle, takes 24 hour, it takes 24,000 breaths, approximately, give or take. Now, think about it. How many of those breaths are quality breaths? Because we know that breathing brings in oxygen, which goes into the blood system to oxygenate the blood. And we know a lot of that blood not only helps to function our physiological body, our biological functionings, but it goes into the brain. So if your brain is not getting quality oxygen, quality blood in the oxygen, then we wonder why we're feeling stressed, overly stressed, because we're not actually, we're not feeding the brain with good, rich, oxygenated blood. But what do you think, sorry to interrupt you, what do you think, why in this pandemic, your your opinion, Mm. why in this pandemic we are breathing shallow? Because we are suddenly found ourselves in situation that we don't enjoy things before the COVID, or we are, as a society, completely or individuals. I don't know, like even myself or Matt or whatever it is, we can't find ourselves enjoying the small things as we as we have. You know, it's interesting uh, question, Mario, because uh, last night I was watching the uh, Channel 7 program, SAS Australia, and the only reason I mention is this. Having done a lot of the work that these people are doing, I've actually run the courses that they're similar to what they're doing. One of the things you'll notice, and you'll notice this yourself within yourself and within your family or friends, when people start getting high anxiety or fear, their body starts to shake a little, they begin to shiver, they start to breathe rapidly, generally in and out through the mouth, not even through the nose, where you, which is a really bad thing to do, in and out of the mouth. And so what happens is that pattern, it, it is such a chaotic pattern of breathing. And you'll notice when people are in fear, in particular, or they're about to tell a giant, great big lie, their breathing pattern changes because they're about to do something that's really not right. 
And mm. when they were doing it yesterday, well, last night on the television, particularly Manu, when he was standing on, uh, you know, having to cross that uh, ladder from one side to the other, suspended above the ground like they were, he was literally panting, literally mm. panting. He was in a state of high anxiety. So we haven't been trained to not be like that. You go back to your childhood. Remember when you were little kids playing and wrestling and doing things? You weren't panting. You might be exerting yourself, but you weren't panting from fear. You were panting from excitement. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Yeah. Look, I, when I watch this SIS, you know, my, my younger one, you know, Mateo, he's watching yeah. this. And he says to me, Dad, why are you laughing? I said, like, look, it's a, just a pure insult, you know what I mean? Because the thing it is, when I was in the military back, you know, the training is, yeah. it's cruel and, 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 you know, far beyond this. But the, 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 the beauty of it is, what you yeah. see on TV, it's a safety net. So, like, you know, they don't do the things which they kind of prevent some type of injuries, you know, the extreme injuries. However, yeah. you kid, you're right. Even that small walk, you know, Manu yeah. does or anybody else, yeah. it's control yeah. environment, 100%, and yet, yeah. and yet they, they behave differently. But we'll take a short break. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening live, 19.5 Business Insights with Matt and Mario, our guest, Kit Sagar. Uh, with us in the studio, actually online, <laughs> we can't still have the guests <laughs> in the studio. And uh, please stay with us, you'll be glad you did it. Alive 90.5. I've been holding on to pieces, swimming in the deep end, trying to find my way back to you, cause I need it. Lately I've been counting stars And I'm sorry that I broke your heart It's something that I didn't want for you But I'm stepping on broken glass And I know this is my final choice All I'm trying to do is find my path to you I got voices in my head and there's a definite silence I got voices in my head and I can I've been holding on to pieces Swimming
Alive 90.5, playing cool music. Penny's Crispy Pork Crackling is slow-cooked for that big crunch and taste. Put some crunch in your munch. As a 100% Australian-owned business, Penny's Crispy Pork Crackling have been supplying deliciously crispy snacks in three crunch-tastic flavours. Barbecue, chilli and original to pubs, bottle shops, grocers and butchers in the Hills District. Order some now by visiting our website at pennyscrackling.com.au, spelt with a Y, or calling 028068 9664. Station sponsor. So, uh, what's your favourite colour? Uh, Black. Oh, yeah. Favourite food? Black pudding. Favourite fruit? Blackberries. Favourite drink? Black Russian. <laughs> All right. What's your favourite movie? Oh, Men in Black. Favourite actor? Jack Black. Favourite band? Black Sabbath. Favourite song? Black Betty. Favourite football team? Black Town. Black Town City. Black Town. Show your support and show up. Black Town City FC. Your town, your team. It is 26 minutes past three. Is it? It is. You sure? I've checked. <laughs> <laughs> actually, good, 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 good timing. It's actually 27 past three now. <laughs> yeah, I can't hear myself with my head. Yeah, so thank you very much. I was talking to myself and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Alive 90.5 Business Insights with Mario and Matt. And we're live with Keith Saggers, who's on the line. And Keith, so Mario... Sorry. Yeah, Mario left a quite a big question in terms of why people are feeling the way they're feeling due to lockdown. Like, would you like to expand on that a little bit more? Yeah, actually, that's a, that is a really good uh, observation uh, because I'm you know, obviously getting a lot of people talking to me at the moment, including clients, both here and overseas, um, dealing with the, um, the question of how are they going to be able to cope better in the future, currently as well. So I, I put it to them like this. I asked them a little question, and I thought, I'll share it with you as well. Uh, think about this for a moment. Anyone over the age of 18 generally has a driver's license, mm. no matter whether it's a motorbike or a car. And if you say to them, you know, they've got to go from A to B and they get to their destination pretty much most of the time safely. And I say, yeah, that's right, absolutely. Got the driver's license, qualified to drive, and generally I can go just about anywhere I want once we get outside of COVID. And I say, that's right. But, you know, how many people, think about that as an analogy, how many people have gone out and taught themselves something about themselves as their own driver's license? Oh, they've gone out and taught themselves Man, I love about this. This, this is so good, eh? Yeah. Thank you, kids. For, no, seriously, this is good. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is the level of thinking I, I, I want to reach. You know? Sorry, kids, please continue. Yeah, yeah well, you know, I, I call it the three Ds the eternal truth behind the three Ds. The three Ds are this. Discover, develop, and deploy your inner GPS to steer the course of your life. In other words, develop your own driver's license. Develop your own inner resources, your inner best strengths, your attributes. Um, and a lot of people don't even know what they are. They don't know what their best attributes are because they've never tested themselves. They've never been in a situation where they've had to develop a stronger mindset or a stronger spirit. And uh, therefore, they don't have the GPS within them to be able to really navigate what we're going through at the moment. These are truisms, may I say. There's nothing uh, new about this. With philosophers and religions talk about you know, build up the inner kingdom within you, build up your own inner resources. 
so that you can get through life and survive. Because survival is success. We used to think success was a special um, thing all in itself. No, surviving is the biggest success you can ever do. And we just go back to the example I gave earlier, breathing. You know, you try and hold your breath for 60 seconds. Um, Very few people can. And that sweet, sweet sip of air when you first rebreathe again. Oh, you feel so good. You feel energized. And that's success to me, surviving every day. Unfortunately, through the uh, COVID virus pandemic that we're in, very few people have ever developed within them the inner architecture, the inner technology to be able to be their best self. And so, as we have seen, unfortunately, a lot of people have gone off to alcohol or other you know, self-medicating things. Because and it's, a, it's a science, you know, like it's a science, kid. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> it's a science, yes. <laughs> it's a science. It's a bit like, you know, when you go into the uh, army or the military and they say, well, you know, you, maybe you say, look, I want to end up being a, you know, a sniper or I want to be a uh, you know, tank driver or whatever it is that you want to be, hospital orderly. It doesn't matter what it is. You have to get trained to do it. You have to train and, and you're going to face adversity and difficulty and you're going to flex your muscles in your mind and you're going to learn that trade and craft. Very few people do that. We get an education, but that's not an education for life. That's just an education to get a job. So, Mario, if we don't have the three Ds, if we don't have an opportunity to go deep and discover, develop, and deploy our best self, we're always going to be in the worst of times. Kit, I have a personal question. I just received a message from somebody. I'm just going to read to you. Oh my word, your guest husband is so, so powerful. It's how I feel right now about my situation. I need to take that, take that breath. Thank you for this message. So I got a privately message from somebody um, who is listening to you right now. However, kid, to make it very simple for everybody who is listening right now, I'll say from my perspective, so nobody's upset. So I come to you today and I say, kids, my name is Mario Beckes. I'm the sexiest voice on the planet. However, <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say you have a good sense of humor. <laughs> yes, I do, yeah. That's a good reply, yes. Um, okay, so my voice is sexy. Okay, that's okay. Are we alive? So, so, kid, I come to you and I say, like, look, kid, I know that I'm the best sexiest voice on radio. However, I don't see reasons to leave and everything's black around me. I just have enough of everything. I'm not happy. What would you say to, what would you reply to me, or how would you reply to me, to I, you know, well, you, see the, see yeah. the reasons, you know, I mean, see the, see the, I can breathe again, everything. Yeah. So I put yeah. myself in yeah. this position because I don't want to name yeah. nobody. I don't want to nobody. Right. So like generally, Mario Becker's coming yeah. to you, so like my life is a yeah. darkest place. It's an abyss, you know, yeah. and you know, I don't see nothing. My life is bad. I don't know what to yeah. do. And you know, nobody loves yeah. me and cry me a river yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Correct. Look, there's two uh, there's two aspects to that, and I'm going to answer the first bit first. Please. Um, and this, uh, Matt will remember this, because this is something I said to Matt very deeply and very personally. Uh, in my work, I've been dealing with uh, uh, people most of my life um, who, uh, for one reason or another, have uh, reached a point of being dispirited. And that's not a concept you hear very often from people. People talk about being you know, motivated and 
doing this or doing that or being depressed, but no one ever talks about the spirit. And I don't mean the spirit as in religious terms. I mean as in the fighting spirit or uh, the spirit to uh, uh, of adventure or the Australian spirit or yes. the Olympic spirit. Now, see, we've just seen the Olympic Games where you saw the Olympic spirit at its best. In the middle of Tokyo, full of the pandemic, all around, danger, stalking, the virus was just about to jump on anybody, and yet all those athletes still came and did their best. And they absolutely energized their mind and their body and their spirit. So I've found, including with myself, if I'm feeling low of, of uh, energy or I'm feeling I want to kill myself or I don't really feel like life is worth living. Correct, yeah. The thing you'll notice is that ask the people a question is this, how are your spirits today? Is your spirits low? Are your spirits high? They'll say low. Well, when the spirit, when you're, when you're feeling very low and you have no spirit energy left, that's when people accept death very quickly mm. and people die in wars because their spirit is very low. They can't prevail. They don't have the courage to go on. It's not because they're cowards. It's just simply their spirit is not energized. It needs fuel. Now, our body needs fuel, our mind needs fuel, and the thing that we talk about in our book that we've written, like, like business part, is we talk about the spirit needs fuel. And what is the fuel that makes the spirit come alive and give you the zest? Well, it's simply this. Think about when you first started learning how to ride a push bike when you're little kids. And, you know, generally speaking, uh, it doesn't have to be a push bike, but it's just the analogy that I use because it happened to me on a personal level. I can remember in the little country town getting a push bike and my sister got one, but we couldn't ride it. We just fell off every time. And we kept falling off. And I remember we had a very long fence with wire on it and sort of steel tube tubes. And I used to hold on to it, frightened to let go of it, and uh, pretending that I could ride, but I wasn't. I was using the, the fence as a basic a prop. Until one day, I thought, bugger this, I'm going to let go, and I'm going to let go and fly. And I did. And the sheer thrill, the sheer exhilaration, the excitement, in fact, the shiver I got from that was what woke up my spirit. I went, oh, wow, I'm alive. How extraordinary from that one little, little moment of triumph, that moment of accomplishment, it gave me a sense of purpose, a sense of accomplishment, and that I could do whatever I wanted to do. Now, in life, the moment we're taking away all those accomplishments from ourselves. So if a person came to me, which has happened just recently, uh, on the phone, and said, look, I just don't feel I can get out of bed in the mornings. I said, is your spirit low or is your spirit high? And they said, you know, I've not even talked about my spirit to anybody. I said, well, let's talk today. And we did. And I asked them to remember what was it like. Now, their voice was very low, very, very depleted of energy. So I asked them to remember, could they remember their first accomplishment of being able to not fall off a push bike when they were learning to ride? They said, yes. And as I said, can you describe it to me? And they did. And Mario, as they described that activity of riding the push bike without falling for the first time, their, their voice lifted and lifted and became joyful became excited and became vibrant and then I said can I make an observation they said yep I said can you have a listen to your own voice now have you noticed the change and they said yes I said you have just put fuel 
into your spirit the fuel of accomplishment uh, and of a small miracle because you never thought that bike would ever stay upright, did you? No, I didn't, they said. So when I talk to people, I keep it basic. For me, for me, if a person's feeling low in spirits, they're not going to be able to cope with anything. And so the, the, the successful formula is go and find something to do that's meaningful to you. It could be just picking up a book and reading five pages of a book. It could be walking outside and standing still for a moment and take notice of whether or not you can see the shade underneath a leaf. Most people look at the top of the leaf. How many people look underneath the leaf? Mm. Wow. Wow. I'm... <laughs> Can I can I share something with you? Uh, I was just listening yeah. now the kid. Yes. In a life, what I learned when when I was working in in the garment sector, <clears throat> one of the agencies they, they they teach you how to lie, professional lie, right? Mm. And uh, one of the those things what which I always remember that lady, psychologist, she comes in room and she says, never could too complicate. People love to things be complicated. That's the only time when they believe you but when you simplify things they don't believe you now time change you know i mean i'm a different form of shape you know and i'm just a little bit round and bald and everything else wiser <laughs> um one thing i one thing i what i what i did learn in life you know things they don't need to be complicated so when i say somebody talk to me i'm as if i'm five years old i understand better that's what you did today right now kid and for that i'm very grateful I'm very grateful that Matt brought you today with us in studio because things, they don't need to be complicated because when it's complicated, we do, we're messing around. When you say something's very simple, how is your spirit today? And do you remember your first success in life, right? Bicycle and falling down, that's what makes people happy, makes me happy. For that, I'm grateful today. It shows that each and every one of us have that internal GPS that you were talking about earlier, Keith. And we, we all have best self-strengths and we can firstly discover them develop them and deploy them I, I I love how you're able to bring someone who's in such a desperate state for some fuel in their spirit alive yeah yeah, yeah. no thank yeah. you yeah look that, that that's that is really uh, and all I do as I've done with you all today I, I haven't done anything really all I've just done is provide an opportunity for a person to have a great memory you know I don't do any work at all it's a do-it-yourself process but it's just nice having someone help you to open up a doorway to a memory that you have left behind for a while mm. and yet it's probably one of the most valuable memories you could ever have the first uh, moments in childhood no matter what it was that you can remember was a triumph to you is the most beautiful thing to bring back they're diamonds bring them back because life at the moment is full of Man, big, heavy boulders. I mean, what we want is the little diamonds. I just want to hack his brain. I just want to hack his brain, seriously. I mean, like, just... I mean, you, you know this is the first guest we don't have actually commercials whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we've got to well, take a short break, unfortunately. Oh, man, this is good, eh? It's 19 to 4, and un unfortunately, we'd have to take a short break because we're getting too lost in this conversation. This is Keith Saggers live with us, Business Insights with Mario and Matt. Here to take you on a short break. Stick around. Alive 90.5. 
God, my God, how she get at me Either we'll never get it right or it's meant to be My ego, her pride, some recipe We are biggest fans and our own worst enemies Ain't shy, let the whole world know Have them tuned in to the blow by blow She move, I move, let her go, I go Stir it up, stand back, watch a fireworks show Ayo, too proud to quit when it's broken Too in denial to admit when it's over Drown in a separate dance of an ocean Both in too deep to know where the coast is Surrounded by waves in the hurricane's gaze When we together ain't none of y'all safe So buckle up or get out of our way Up in smoke, down in flames Cause man, when, when we fly, fly, we fly When we cross the line, ayo Maybe happy ever after Same for us, ain't no surprise When we play with knives, ayo Ain't no broken pride And these are paper cuts SE Timbers supply, install and guarantee solid timber, engineered, laminate and vinyl flooring as well as carpet blinds and shutters. An authorised dealer of major brands like Borrell, Preference and Quickstep. Call 9894-6660 or visit setimbers.com.au to arrange a free quote today. Station sponsor, SE Timber Floors and Shutters, ingrained quality. Ever have that sinking feeling that you forgot to get the gas bottle filled for the barbecue or outdoor heater? Do you worry about transporting a gas bottle in the boot of your car? Kangaroo Gas has got you covered. Kangaroo Gas will deliver 8.5 kilogram gas bottles to your home or business. Call 0405 LPG LPG or go to kangaroogas.com.au. That's 0405 LPG LPG online at kangaroogas.com.au or find them on Facebook. Station sponsor. Now we are back in the studio listing a line 90.5, the best business radio talk show. Focusing the last three months on the men's, men's health, women's health, mental health with Matthew Carana and our guest in studio, Keith. Can you just repeat? Sagas. Uh, Sagas, yes. Sagas. So, Keith, a lot of what you're an expert in is life performance. I, 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 I honest to God think you are the 
I mean, like I've never met someone with such knowledge and wisdom that you have, truthfully. And I'm and because you've put this all together, like you, you've touched on previously a little bit, but I'd love to go into it a little bit more with you. Is you mentioned you've co-wrote a brilliant book. Uh, I know the book Grow Wings. What I, so? What is the butterfly effect? Firstly. Yeah, well, look, the book is called Grow Wings, and it's basically uh, based on the concept of the caterpillar to butterfly. Um, we all know um, from our studies going to school or we've watched caterpillars and we've seen beautiful butterflies. So the fact of life is, and keeping it very simple is this, a caterpillar has a lifespan, and it can never be anything more than what it is. It can only ever be a caterpillar. And that's what most people like. They get stuck as one thing. But uh, what they don't realize is that the caterpillar will eventually become a different creature because inside the caterpillar are the uh, certain biological little baby wings are actually inside the caterpillar. And as it goes through the chrysalis and the, the various transformations it undertakes, it emerges eventually from the chrysalis as a beautiful butterfly with the wings ready to be sprung open and it sits for a, a minute or so in the warmth of the air and the wings are warmed up and they can then fly. So the concept is from caterpillar to butterfly, it's your choice. You can stay a caterpillar, cocooned away from life, or you can accept the idea of flying free. So we wrote the book called Grow Wings, and um, it's basically how to master simplicity, build your inner strength, how to live freely, and it focuses on the whole person from mind and body and spirit fitness. Uh, Matthew Hayden has written a nice thing about it, the cricketer, which is really nice. And um, a lot of the work that's in that, uh, from my point of view, comes from my background as a senior high school teacher in uh, studies, uh, particularly taking uh, at-risk youth, vulnerable youth, and uh, creating courses for them. And then work that I did with a former Olympian swimming champion who um, had been supremely amazing in the butterfly ironically in the swimming <laughs> and uh, he uh, I who was that? And may I ask you who? His, his, yes his name was Jeff Hugel his ah, okay. nickname was called Skippy um, he was a wonderful butterfly swimmer he's a world champion I mean he was an Olympic champion but uh, you know he hit some bad times eventually and I met him and um, we talked about things that I've talked with you about today actually and he asked if I would manage him and be a business partner, and I did. So in 2008, he said, Keith, I've got a dream. And he said, I'm overweight, I'm 140 kilos, I'm 28 years of age, it's impossible for me to ever get back in the swimming pool. I said, no, it's not. So we created a plan, and we uh, guided him through from May of 2008 right through to October of 2010 in New Delhi in uh, India, and he won the 100-meter gold medal in the butterfly. Wow. So a lot of the work I do is based on true things. I and, mean, of course, I'm educated. and I do have a diploma in education and a Bachelor of Arts degree. But my thing is about being a practitioner. So the book is full of my stories and also my uh, business partner's stories. Uh, we both have a background in martial arts. Um, and we have both have a background in life coaching. So it's very useful. But the book is uh, quite extensive. It's an e-book. Um, and uh, it's called Grow Wings. But it's basically the culmination of 35 years of my own thinking that I poured into it. And uh, brings us back to the whole thing about how can I be the best that I can ever be? 
rather than staying the way I am as a caterpillar. So Grow Wings is a great title for it. And the book provides you the technology and the ideas, the techniques to do it, to take yourself that one step further. And that one step further, by the way, is to go deep within. People think the one step further is to go flying off and doing something. No. The one step further is, ironically, the one step further into yourself. Self-knowledge. Know thyself. Be thyself. Very powerful. It's so so interesting how it's the self and going deeper within that allows you to rise off as the butterfly rather than having to... I suppose it's like the... And this is why I really love the beautiful analogy of the caterpillar to butterfly because the caterpillar becomes a butterfly based on what's inside itself, not based on what the world gives it. Yeah. And that's right. yeah. and and it's just the the it's just amazing and hearing that and like not only hearing but also knowing and having experienced myself that we have the keys inside of us. Yes, it may take someone else to help guide and facilitate the process, though the we hold the answers within ourselves. Yeah. And, and really, quite frankly, what we're lacking is the opportunities to go in there and do it. I mean, the school system, education system, should have a dedicated life skills, life skills, life performance curriculum. It really should. We used to get a little bit of it in the old days in the you know, the phys ed department, and uh, you know we still do to a certain degree where people go off and do certain things. And you can do that when you're learning how to dance and to sing and to be a musician or an artist. But ultimately. You need certain set of circumstances where you have to dig deep. And yeah, but if you, if you if you train if or if you teach kids to how to be happy, have a happier life, a successful life, and everything else, mm. I think this, that world will be different place then. And somehow, mm. I, you know, I truly support your idea, and I truly believe that we should do something in schools mm. more around the topic. Why we don't have those things? That's another conversation. Uh, yeah, it is um, another conversation, but yeah, yes, Keith, man. Yes. Keith, I'd love to know, what would be the one thing yeah. you would add in to the school system? And would it be for a, a secondary, primary? I think, just, uh, I think it should start all the way from kindergarten, K1. I think, you know, skills that we teach our children as parents, when we're out playing with our kids, we're trying to role model for them, we're trying to give them life experiences. You don't want to shield them from failure, You don't, because failure actually teaches you how to be successful. We've become overly protective of certain things. The best way to learn to climb a tree is to climb the tree. The mm. best way to swim is to swim. Uh, you know, we've become overly modernized, industrialized about so many things, including education, because the education system was meant to be something that would bring, you know, information and knowledge to the masses and it does that beautifully but at the same time we forgot that the thing we look for in our children is to be working to their capacity and their capability so we you know you know if you go to be a learning to be a, a, a tennis player they give you a racket and a tennis ball and a tennis coach well where's the life coach in the schools you know mm. where's the life coach you can learn computer studies but where's the life coach for life I would like to send you Many, many life coaches I met, I heard, I saw on videos to come and learn from you, Kit, honestly. I mean, like, usually I'm not that so quiet in the, <laughs> during the radio show. And, you know, well, at, at least thing it is that Matt and I, we have no many commercials as we are supposed to have. So that's how enjoyable this conversation it is. And I'm inviting every listener uh, to come tonight at 6.30 p.m. on our website, Alive905. 
www.sagas.com.au and uh, please click this interview with the kid Saga Sagas Sagas sorry I do apologize Sagas uh, and you'll be glad you did it eh? so Matt and, yeah, and, and unfortunately we do have to wrap up on because we need to squeeze in the yes. l- last segment of um, yes. ads and stuff but yeah so Keith firstly um, is there anything you'd love to leave our listeners with Yes, I could leave you with a small exercise that everyone can do right now. It takes about two minutes, if we have enough time for two minutes. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, we can squeeze that. Okay, this is what I call a high-performance state. How to put yourself into a high-performance state where you'll have internal composure, you'll feel calm, and you'll feel in control. It's all to do with uh, an exercise, and it's got to do with breathing, obviously, but something else. So think of it like this. While you guys are there in the studio, you can do it as well. Everyone at home, you can do this as well. Wherever you happen to be, if you're standing or sitting, if you're sitting or standing, look for the very far end of the room that wherever you are, say within about uh, 15 metres or less from where you're sitting or standing. Now, I want you to just listen to my voice. I want you to breathe in very gently through your nose. Hold it for a little and then gently exhale it through your mouth. So breathe in gently through your nose, hold it, exhale. We'll do it one more time. Gently in through your nose, exhale gently through your mouth. Now look at at where the wall meets the ceiling in wherever you happen to be right now. Pick a spot where the, the wall and the ceiling join. Pick a spot if you can. Be aware that you're breathing in slowly through your nose and out through your mouth, and then defocus your eyes as you look at that spot. Let everything become very soft, very, very soft and out of focus, but you're still gazing, not looking, you're gazing at that spot, but you're breathing gently. And as you're breathing gently and you're focusing very, very gently on that spot, you will begin to feel the temperature of the air on your skin. You'll hear the sound of your breath going in and out of your body. And you will begin to feel very relaxed because you are gently gazing at that one spot which is above you and away from you on almost like a 45 degree angle. And the more you notice it, you'll begin to feel that you have wide peripheral vision out of focus but you'll almost be able to see from shoulder to shoulder without even seeing it you'll see the very sides of the room without actually seeing it but you feel it there if you've got peripherally vision you've entered into a state of awareness that's beyond consciousness it's relaxing it's calming to you and you know why you really enjoy it is because you're in control of it. It's your experience. It's how you feel. Breathing in gently through your nose, out through your mouth, and just gently encountering that wall out of focus. Just gently let it sprinkle down on top of you, that feeling of absolute calmness. You'll feel as if, in fact, you are the room. You are the air in the room because in fact you are and that room is inside you and it's a very calming thing to do it's called a high performance state 
It's a very, very, yeah, it's very powerful too because it, like you mentioned, it brings yourself to a not only relaxed but alert state. Mm-hmm. All right, Keith, yes. unfortunately, we do have to wrap up. Just we'd w- yeah. w- w- love the listeners to know how they can get in touch with you and Grow Wings as well. Well, they could always contact me through you, uh, Matt, if they want to talk to you, and then uh, you uh, could always pass on my phone number to them. Absolutely, yep. And Thank you, Keith. Yeah. Thank you really much, yeah. eh? We might now we're so relaxed now it's like like a jelly seriously <laughs> ladies and gentlemen please join us on the website live905.com.au tonight after 6.30pm both our guests Catherine and uh, Keith the interviews converted to podcast tune in you'll be glad you did Keith thank you very much you're welcome boys have a good afternoon now. You, as, you as well Keith thank you alright bye bye Heels to Hawkesbury Community News is a fortnightly free local publication packed with stories about local people, news, puzzles and a whole lot more, including history, a guide to community groups, tradesmen and a variety of local advertisers. Supporting the community for 35 years and as a proud sponsor of Alive 90.5, we believe it's important to keep our community connected. Enjoy your coffee with station sponsor Hills to Hawkesbury Community News. Pick up a copy at your local shopping centre, visit hillstohawkesbury.com.au or follow them on Facebook. Hello, I'm Sam Mamone and Director of Cherrybrook Real Estate, the specialist in residential management. Call us on 9980-9860. We pride ourselves on taking the stress out of property management, looking after you and your investment at a competitive rate. If you need property management, call me, Sam Mamone from Cherrybrook Real Estate, 9980-9860. Station sponsor. We all know that paying for a funeral can be a financial burden. However, have you ever thought of paying off a prepaid funeral with none of the ongoing premiums that is associated with funeral insurance? $1,000 can get you started. Hills Family Funerals, a family-owned and operated business of 35 years, can make it easier for you. Call 02-9659-0900. Ask for Richard Spiteri or speak to one of the friendly staff members to learn how. Get assistance today. Call Hills Family Funerals. Funerals, station sponsor. All today's hits and yesterday's favourites. Alive 90.5. Term 3 courses are open for enrolments at the Parramatta College and you have the option to learn either face-to-face in the classroom or online via Zoom. Courses include leisure and lifestyle, languages, computer skills, business and work skills. Fee-free training is also available. This training is subsidised by the New South Wales Government and eligibility criteria applies. Improve your personal and professional development with the Parramatta College. Enrol today. Call 9687 2072 or visit parramattacollege.edu.au 